Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Bing bong, bing bong, bing bong. Woo! <laughs> We're back. It's during the day. The sun is shining. Oh, my God. I feel alive. Oh, my gosh. And he's about to crack open a Coke Zero. It's actually called Coke No Sugar, Claire. Oh, sorry. What? I thought you were, isn't Coke Zero also a thing? Coke Zero was rebranded as Coke No Sugar. Oh, God, I don't even know. people don't like the idea. It sounded like a woman's drink. All right, I don't care. People were like, nice woman's drink. <laughs> what? Well, it's the same That's as like, insane. it doesn't taste the same, but like it's the same as Diet Coke. Diet Coke is like zero calories, but like men, men don't drink Diet Coke. Oh, God, well, it's total bullshit. Hey. I don't make the gender conforming <laughs> rules, Claire. Right, sure. I think we should just get started and stop banging on about soft drinks. And, you, it up. you know, sexism is is problematic everywhere, James. I don't need it in my beverages. What about, the, what about the Diet Coke ads where, like, there'd be a man outside on the scaffolding <laughs> and, and oh, had yeah, his shirt off right. and all the women are like, oh, buddy, <laughs> Coca-Cola time or whatever. <laughs> I'd forgotten about that ad. Mm. I really enjoyed that ad. I bet you did, Claire. <laughs> and that's sexism. You're the problem. Oh, uh, no, it was just for the scene. It was just the idea of someone cleaning my windows. <laughs> Oh my really? God, the dream. Imagine that, the dream. Anyway, I am Claire. James is here also. We are married and we recommend you things to watch, read, and listen to. Yep. How are you, mate? Doing Wherever right, you're yeah. listening, not you. Oh, I'm talking okay. to the person who's listening to us. I don't know. The one person. The one person. <laughs> yeah, no. How are we going? We're yeah. in Melbourne lockdown. It's a, it's a lot. That's not ideal. It's I don't n- love it. No, it's not too bad, though, now the sun's shining. No, it's much better now. The, yeah, the weather's getting better and. Yeah, it helps. People are doesn't more it? vaxxed up, which is hopefully will help. We'll see. Who knows? Yeah. Who anyway, knows? What are you What are you suggesting this week? Okay, hear me out. You're gonna get. You're not gonna like this recommendation. I've got, I've got one. You're definitely not gonna like. So don't worry. <laughs> All right, about it's probably about someone getting murdered, or that, or you in love, a post-apocalyptic future. No, anything. You love the murder shows. You're like it's a British murder. <laughs> Actually, it's Norwegian. This one. <laughs> yeah, and it's set on a bridge. And the bridge, the bridge is over two cities, and the city, yeah, <laughs> and it's okay. gloomy. Actually, I was speaking to a friend recently about this phenomenon. The reason why, particularly at the moment, and just women of my ilk age love a British crime TV show is because it's predictable and it's gripping. Yeah. Because at the time of night when I watch television, I'm so bloody tired. My I have to prop my eyes open with bloody toothpicks. Oh, like when I'm talking to you. <laughs> Hey, hey, old boot. Hey, wait a minute. I'm bringing it back. Nah, it's during the day. I don't like the show I'm going to keep clapping. <laughs> oh, the show. It's rude. It's a rude show. I don't know if you ever liked it. It's true. But anyway, so anyway, I go on. you do like me. So though. it's still like a familiar pattern. It's like a rhythm. Correct. Yeah, exactly. And, there's, and, it, and the thing that I love the most about it, unlike real life, especially at the moment, there's just an ending and you usually find out what happened. And yeah. who did it? And it's all neatly wrapped up in a bow. There's usually kind of a detective with a troubled past, possibly like problematic oh, personal he's so relationships. He's so grizzled. It's either that or a woman who's like equally as like complex past and all the things. It's and usually also a difficult. Dude. It's a dude and he didn't like he the last case he did, it didn't go so well and he's kind of a pariah in the community. No, blah, they've blah, moved blah. on, James. It's a lot of really? women now. It's a lot of women. It's a so. lot of women detectives mm. all with troubled relationships. 
Okay. Yeah, Sounds solving anyway, murders. What, Anywho. What do you rec- what is the show you recommend? All right, okay. It's not a show. Oh. It is some IKEA furniture. Oh god. <laughs> you picked the worst thing. Okay, picked. I'm really fixated, listeners, at the moment. I don't know if anyone else is in lockdown, but we are in lockdown and all we're doing is staring at our four walls. Well, I am. I don't even know if James notices what kind of bloody furniture is in our house. No. Probably doesn't. Sometimes he'll say things like to me like, that looks good. And I'll be like, that's been there for two years. <laughs> and I'll be like, this son, this kid of ours. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Correct. Mm. Yeah, exactly. And then I'll be like, his name is Squogden. Squogden, And, yeah. you know, you did sire him. That is right. <laughs> Many moons ago. Technically sire him. But it's yeah. good that you've noticed him now. Mm. I feel like that was possibly what happened 100 years ago. Oh, and we're like, oh, there's another one here. Who are you, Blimpton? <laughs> you know, names. both families have like ten people in them. They needed anyway. to because people died so much. Anyway, yeah, so this, this I know I know exactly what you're talking about. This IKEA, this is that drawers thing, that type Correct. thing you bought. Okay, so if like me, you have small children, and if like me, they have like an inordinate amount of toys that just are overtaking your house, junk, in mountainous piles, and there's just tiny, teeny little bits of things that yeah. just exist. Everywhere. And your kids are like bowerbirds. They're just like putting little piles of crap all the corners of your freaking house and then you're standing on Lego and then you've got like buckets of toys but they've got like miscellaneous weird things in them and sometimes you might find like a weird, I don't know, half an orange in the bottom of them or something and just like weird little stickers but also little vouchers and all kinds of paraphernalia and it's just taking over your life and it's really annoying because then – your said child will do something like go, I really need this blue truck and I must have it and they won't do anything else until they find the fucking blue truck. And then you spend the whole friggin' hour searching for this one thing that they decided that morning is the thing that they want. Well, I've got your solution right here. Is it a bin? <laughs> I'll put you in the bin in a oh, minute. Oh, no. I will. I'll put you in there. No, it's you are so bored by this, James, but – it is a set of uh, furniture from Ikea. Now, I'm not always really into Ikea furniture. I think it's a bit squishy. It tends to wibble and then you want to chuck it away. Yep, and but, it's also like like junk a lot of the time. Like, yeah, yeah it's yeah. awkward to put together and it's just crap. Yeah, well, and it's not that bad, but it doesn't last very long. This no. furniture, however, is very sturdy. It is reinforced because I think it's designed specifically for kids and it's the Trofast brand. And my friend got me onto it, Mm T-R-O-F-A-S-T. If, like me, you're into Pinterest, type it into your Pinterest. Okay. There are just like a thousand different, probably mostly women, who have pinned a thousand different ways to use this furniture for hacks with their toy room. And my friend Laura, who has a wonderful blog called Little Apple Learning, actually, she's a former teacher. She's great. Well, is a teacher. Mm. She told me about it on a walk that we were doing, and it's bloody awesome. So... It is kind of – it's not even that hard to put together. They're, they're timber structures and then you have sets of sort of um, opaque plastic drawers in mm. them, but they're at a low height for little fingers and hands and there's no wheels or any – there's no worry with tipping the thing over because it's very, very stable. Mm. And because it's at kid-friendly height – There's no like moving parts within it like drawers you could get like your hand. No, no, there, nothing yeah. like that. Mm. They just kind of sit in these slots, which is really great. Then you fill the drawers up with the sets of things like the Duplo Lego and then this is the drawer for the cars and this is the drawer for the like little animal creatures. And because they're quite small drawers and there's a lot of them, plus mm. they're – I think it's around about $120 for each set, yep. which I think is pretty – 
and reasonable. Yeah. And um and if like us you're in a pandemic, you can Google and order it online and IKEA delivered it, which is bloody awesome. And it was a pretty easy assemble, wasn't it? Yeah, it's actually yeah. really easy and quite satisfying. You don't need a drill. As soon as I see a drill or something that needs a lot of drilling work, my brain just shuts down. I think it's the biggest scam on earth that they send you a flat pack of junk <laughs> that you have to put together. <laughs> yeah. I know, not that you ever put them together. Actually, no, I do you put do because I get halfway through them and I think, I can't do it, and then you come and in. And then I go, I'm a man, and I come in and I go, <laughs> I've got a screwdriver. I don't and then you sometimes stick the screwdriver up your bum. I sometimes. <laughs> that's no, not really. Unrelated. That's unrelated. Yeah, yeah. That's for later, You James. fall on a screwdriver once <laughs> and then... You never live it down. Your wife had to take you to the emergency room and then you have to explain it was all because of the trofast IKEA furniture. I feel bad for people who, because your brother's doctor has experienced this, of people coming with things stuck inside them. Yeah. And like they're all the excuses that they have. It's mostly like I fell on it. But what if you actually did fall on something and then you're just like, I know you don't believe me, but I literally fell on this bottle. I didn't put this in there for pleasurable things. I had things. a naked wet bottom and I slipped directly <laughs> onto this bottle. I had an oiled up wet bottom yeah. from a massage that I had. Yeah. That must have happened because everything has happened I mean, to at least once. Yeah, totally. I mean, I sliced a bit off my bum. You did? I did when I was a kid. I was sli- I was swinging on a swing set and um, there was in the backyard and it was someone's house and the cap had come off the handle of one of the swings. It was like a seesaw yeah. swing. And I, I was swinging over the top of it and it sliced off my, a bit of my bum cheek. I had to get it sewed back on. Yep. It was real painful. I've had a lot of weird injuries. It's true. Someone pointed that out to me recently. I'm not quite sure why. Who knows? It's because you're dumb. Uh, and- <laughs> <laughs> Jeez. Here's something you got to love. No. All right. I think, you, uh, I think you just need to wear your glasses. Yeah, that's that's, that's, true. that's why, why I was so terrible at basketball. All your injuries are non-glasses wearing related. I know. I haven't quite finished my trophy. Oh, sorry. Go talk. on. I know you think it's totally boring. It feels that's, over because okay. it has been going for a very long time, but go <laughs> okay, on. Okay, the last thing I'll say, the last tip my friend told me about, you know those zip travel case things? You People who are into this kind of stuff would know. They're like little bags with zips on them that you use to pack in suitcases yeah, and awesome. separate things. Love them. Yeah, they're really great. And I used to do them with just like Ziploc plastic bags. It's the best way to travel. Oh, not with Ziploc plastic bags. This is no. before, Claire. This All is right. the before Well, times. now these are way better, right, because they've got little zippers on them. Anyway, you grab a whole set of those and then put the sets, the weird crappy sets of things from your kids inside those because okay. then you zip them up and that means when the kids want to play with them, they don't just take out like – all the things and pull it all apart. You've got a little bag. They can unzip themselves because most kids can handle a zipper mm. and then they can play with that, put it all back in and then it sits back in and you can layer them inside the tubs. Ah, very good. So you can have multiple sets of something in the one tub. Amazing. And some of your issues solved. Look, I may not have solved uh, global peace slash the pandemic slash all the other terrible things, including impending doom. And we know that's what you've been tuning in for. So we do apologise for that. Exactly. But I may have uh, helped you uh, with your toy room. And isn't that what this podcast is all about? Doesn't even have to be a toy about? room. You could use it for a, for a kitchen. No, like, James, they're just for kids. Right? You could use it for a, for, a, for a man cave. Oh, you could. You know what? You could actually use it for a tool tool shed. That's thing. what I'm saying. That would be quite useful actually. Probably stacked on top of each other because they do look quite kid friendly. Here's a question for people and this might come up later on one of my things. Uh, you, we were having a discussion about how to store Lego 
And I'm just like, just chuck it all in. And you're like, no, it should be color-coded. And I'm like, it shouldn't be, if anything, it shouldn't be color-coded because if you're looking for a specific bit, you're not looking for colors. You're looking for a, so they, so I think you should, if we are going to sort it, which we shouldn't because it's Which we are. No, because that's exactly, this is a thing, James. That is that's how not, that's part the, of the real fun. Lego masters no, do it. No, that's the part of the fun of Lego, having a massive tub of Lego and you dig through it. You're like, ah, oh, and you might be looking for a bit, but you find a slightly different bit or whatever. So I think it should be, if we do sort it, which we shouldn't, it should be by type, not by color. All right. I think there are going to be a lot of people who disagree with you and the fa- and, and Lego should be sorted into nice, organized. But shouldn't I agree it, with you. Maybe it could be bits or colors. I'm an artist. James. Shouldn't be sorted. I like to sort my Lego. Also, I just feel like at the moment that would be a nice task for me to do. Big tub sort. of Lego. Big tub of it's Lego. It's bullshit. I hate that because then you can never find anything. You rifle through it and you're not. And That's then the our point. son gets bored. Lego is just busy work. That's the point, Claire. It's to distract kids for like as long as yeah, you can. Yeah, but that, but it'll be easier to distract them if they have to like sort the Lego out and then it'll, then you can make better creations. I'd be curious to know what people think about Lego, et cetera. Anyway, I'll, 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 look, I was going to talk about Lego for one of mine, so I'll do that now before the one that you hate. So <laughs> oh, what we've been doing uh, in lockdown with our son being homeschooled, he, um, I don't know if we talked about this, but he broke his arm last year. We can talk about this, right? It's not it, was this it was this year. <laughs> yeah, oh, it was shit. this year. Oh, <laughs> shit. What is years? Anyway, so it was this year and so and it's his first year of school, so he's kind of writing fell behind a bit because he had his arm in a cast for nearly a term, yeah. basically. He's fine. It was it all worked out and whatever. But so to work on his hand strength and that, we bought uh we we bought a few Lego Ninjago kits for him. Um the first one was a water dragon. The second this second one was fire dragon, and the last one some kind of tank that breaks into four different vehicles. And the thing about Lego is like it's you know, it's, it can be for any age, obviously, but it's for children. Come on. Come on, Darren <laughs> McDonald. You know who I'm talking about. Says friend. the man that spent hours and hours building Lego with his son and yeah. then, like, you had a dream about this type of Lego that you then went and built. It's true. Uh, and I had a solution that I, no, I dreamt about. But, no, I'm just joking. I actually love Lego. But I, And I say Darren McDonald because um, Martin McGoran, who you interviewed, has a, has a room in his house dedicated to Lego. He does specifically. He yeah. sent us a video that he made yeah. of it and you can put yourself into it. But there's no magical things in there. It has to be because he was like, oh, my, no, you can't put a pirate ship. It's a real city. My favourite <laughs> thing about that is, have we talked about this on Probably, the show? Probably, but let's talk about it anyway. Yeah, is that, yeah, it's set out like a proper city and there's like a bank and like a jail at an airport. And I'm like, why didn't you put in an X-Wing? And he's like, no, you can't put an X-Wing in because it's not, it's a real world. And I'm like. What if you put in like a fire chip? And he's like, no, it's like a proper community. And I'm like, you do Lego boring, man. <laughs> yeah, because there are literally no rules. I You're the kind of guy who rules. glues your Lego together. <laughs> anyway, but that's, that's the beauty of Lego is that it can be anything, any version of it you want. Correct. So anyway, um, what's been really good uh, with for him is because he's basically, he does most of it himself. Like one of us normally sits there with him for some of it, or not even, and he'll just work his way through the hundreds of levels of instructions that Correct. you've got to go this through. This is not our friend Marty, by the way. This is our It's son. both. But <laughs> but what is, it's really good for but like hand strength and coordination and following instructions and seeing as he already he has a handle on numbers, like one to, I don't know, a couple hundred probably further. Uh, it's, it's, it's basically him going step by step and, and putting it together and manipulating it. And it's, it's been really good for his like, 
for his fine for motor. His motor skills and hand-eye coordination and um, what's the word for like putting stuff together? What's the word? Creativity. Yeah, I guess. I don't know. You know, when you're following, following instructions and whatever, there's a word for that, right? Cognitive. Cognitive something, something. Um, thinking, I guess. Yeah, but you can, you, we've noticed the difference in everything from him doing this. Mm. And it's been three sets and, look, they have, they're not cheap, <laughs> the ones that we got. But, you know, it was in lockdown and it's like, well, we need to have an activity, you know, for him right. to do that he'll enjoy and will be beneficial and we'll put a pause on that for the moment because it's been quite a few. Because suddenly you yeah. started going, we're yeah. going to get this next and, and they're like, like hundreds whoa, of dollars. Whoa, whoa. This isn't like an every week thing. <laughs> no, this is a mum and dad have nearly lost their minds thing. Uh, what can we do? We'll just buy you a giant Lego dragon. Yeah. But it's but the way they're really set out, the set out is really good because um, I don't know whether it was like this as a kid. I don't think I ever had any sets like this, but they're in bags within the box. Uh-oh, that's our daughter. And you put them in order, like it's all in order and it's quite easy to follow. People know this. It's Lego, obviously. Are you explaining Lego? Yes, but I'm just saying. Anyway, it's okay, great. Okay, listeners, let's start at the beginning. Lego, a little tiny bricks. Well, I remember showing, colorful, showing my class of video. Of plastic. Showing my class of video <laughs> of where Lego came from and it was, um, we might have to bring her in here. <laughs> we might episode, have to. Um, is where it, it wasn't initially, it didn't click together, it just sit together. Yes. Yeah, so I thought that was really interesting. That is so interesting, yeah. actually. Who made Lego? Mr. Uh, Lego? Some family in Sweden or something. I can't remember. Oh, I'll okay. try and find the video. All right. Anyway. That sounds good. Okay, I'll go grab her. Yep. You want to keep talk- boring the pants of everyone? I don't want to do that. <laughs> Nobody wants that. I'll pause it and you come back. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. All right. Uh, done with your Lego talking? I'm always done with my Lego talking. Excellent. Wait, yeah. that mean Oh, God, yeah. I think you've officially lost your mind. The Maybe. Lego's talking at you. My name's Lego and I'm red. My name's Lego and I'm blue. My name's Lego and I'm green and we're building a spaceship today. But we don't belong in the same tub because I think they should be sorted by colour. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, you're an, a Lego anarchist, and it's I true. want to hear from people about what they do with their Lego. I don't want to hear if you got to how they sort it. Yeah, I don't want to hear any of your weird nerd Lego. I opinions. reckon there are some people who really have got them, their Lego sorted into serious piles. Well, my parents know have friends whose son is like one of the official Lego distributors. So, like, you write him and you're like, I need a two B whatever, and he does that. That's literally his job, like sending people bits of Lego. Kind of really satisfying. It in must a way. be. Well, like like putting together IKEA furniture. We should watch that Lego Builder Masters show, whatever it's called. Yes, Ma- Lego Masters. I know everyone who's got kids has said it's just brilliant. Who they've watched it with, oh, and I we should, we should find it. Okay, my reco now. I love recos. Excellent. This one is a television show. Oh, because, a television show. So a more, uh, you know, traditional, suggestible, if you will. I would argue that Lego is older than time. 
No, space. then television. Let me figure that out. <laughs> anyway, let's go. All right. Okay. So out. my recommendation is an Australian TV drama called The Newsreader, created by Michael Lucas and directed by Emma, Emma Friedman. So Emma Freeman directed uh, Stateless, Glitched and Tideland, which Ooh, are also some really okay. great Australian TV shows. I know you don't think Australian no, TV shows. I know shows, those shows are good, but no, I've not watched them. Yeah, correct. So this one um, is in six parts and it's available on ABC iView and I'm sure you could get it uh, via a ExpressVPN slash style in other places. So true. Um, now, it is, it, they've basically recreated a 1986 newsroom which is kind of wonderful to live in the 1980s because the fashion is great, but also it's just a simpler time. You know, there's no social media or anything. And there's no bloody, there's no woke culture. Do you know what I mean? (laughs) Yeah. Interestingly. You couldn't get cancelled or whatever people say. No. I mean, obviously. You could just be awful and just walk around. (laughs) People wouldn't do anything. Yes. (laughs) Anyway, so obviously they do have a lot of sexism embedded in the show as a a newsroom would have. And there's also homophobia obviously, and the, one of the main characters is struggling with his um, sexuality and kind of hiding it from everyone. It stars as the main character Anna Torv, who plays Helen Norville, who's this really beloved newsreader, but is quite troubled in her personal life and yeah. and is kind of struggling to get stories that she wants told out there, um, which I think... She's and- also from Mindhunter. The, uh, the Netflix oh, series. She's, she's oh, really she's, good in that. Yeah, and she's great in this. She's really good at playing this really complex woman who's really highly ambitious and wants to share stories that are more diverse from a range of different voices and more, you know, I guess for want of a better word, woke stories that Whoa. just don't fit in the 1980s landscape. Now, there's a character called uh, Lindsay who's played by William McInnes who's kind of, I guess, I guess, would you say like a... He's Rupert Murdoch. Basically, yeah. He, this isn't based on a true story, but he is a kind of Rupert Murdoch-esque kind of boss. Or a Kerry Packer. Definitely, Or a, a yeah. Lindsay Fox. Correct, yeah, exactly right. Basically Definitely a Kerry Packer. Australian mogul, just a real piece With of shit. With a big paunch yeah, just... and, and, gra- and balding. Yeah, and just yells at everyone all of the time yep. and is quite sexist. Uh, but anyway, that's quite – He's Will McGinnis plays him really well. It's interesting. They've also got quite a diverse cast yes. for this, which in the 1980s you would think it probably wasn't the case that there was a lot of diversity within the newsroom. But um, in this particular show they've gone to cast it in a diverse way, which I mm. think is really great. Anyway, so it's just a really great time. It's got a lovely kind of – sort of warm glow about it, mm. <laughs> like you're looking back in history and, you know, things like they're looking at, you know, Halley's Comet, stuff that was happening back then, like the first woman going into space. And When was Halley's? Was that 83? Uh, could have been, yeah. This is set in 1986. Okay, so maybe it was, yeah, because I, yeah. I think I was alive but I don't remember it. Yeah. Yeah, so it really. Also television is older than Lego. I apologise. Anyway, sorry, go on. <laughs> All right. Okay, that's really interesting. I didn't know that. I um, mean, there's like different variations of what was available and et cetera and so forth. The interlocking bricks actually came out in 1949, which also coincided with like the commercialization of television, sorry. but the television is technically older as a form of technology. Please continue. All right, we've just detonated a nerd bomb over there. <laughs> <laughs> All right, can I continue? Please. Good God. Anyway. Yeah, so it's it's just a really uh, lovely watch. Uh, the storytelling is engrossing and well told. 
And it shows that kind of tumultuous feeling of being in a newsroom where you don't have, I mean, it would be even crazier now, but because there's no social media, Mm. the way that they get news comes in sort of so quickly and then they have to scramble around to get any kind of grabs to go for it to go live. And I guess that would be how it is now as well in a newsroom. But they really get that sense of urgency and how precarious it is once the cameras go on and you're live. And it's also interesting by happen. like because they don't know a lot of what's going on because you're limited yes. by the information you can receive. Correct. Which is now it's like you've got multiple sources and you've got people there who could be live streaming whatever. Yeah. And, and they do a lot of kind of like <laughs> we just got to fill for like <laughs> ten yes. minutes or whatever. Actually, that is exactly what I was thinking just then, and I couldn't put it into words because my brain stopped thank functioning. God, thank God I'm here. Thank God <laughs> thank- this is a two person show. <laughs> thank God. But that's so true. Like, there's the thing where a comet is supposed. They do a live cross to a guy who's supposed to tell them all about this comet that's mm. going through the sky, and then they get to the guy, and just before they're about to go live, he goes, "Oh no, it's not coming on anymore today. It might come tomorrow." And they're all, and they've set up like a beautiful choir to sing when the comet ah. goes through the sky, and they've done all these sort of news reports around it. And you get the sense that if it was now, someone would have had that information a lot sooner yeah, than like absolutely. two minutes before they were about to go to air. Anyway, uh, yeah, it's a lot of fun, and there's no COVID in it. And that's what I'm loving at yep. the moment, watching shows that don't have any mask wearing. Exactly. I'm all for mask wearing. I just don't want to watch it on my television screen. Sure. So you hate the movie V for Vendetta, for example, because of all the mask wearing. <laughs> yes. You hate I've the movie. The movie The Mask with Jim Carrey. Yes, I've always hated that movie. Really? No, actually, quite enjoyed it. You should watch it because it's not good. It sucks. <laughs> yeah, we did. We did it for a video. I'm like, I hate this movie. People are like, how dare you? And I'm like, no, fucking, how dare you? This is not a good movie, and oh. I will not stand for any of your shenanigans. Quite Completely. frankly, oh, so many of those movies have such problematic things in them. That I mean, when you rewatch, that, you go, how did that get away? That is, with anything? that is how did they true. Get away with that? that is true, but it's also just not a good movie. <laughs> <laughs> And, and that's not to put like Jim Carrey's performance down or anything or the like uh, any of the makeup and special effects because all that is good. It's just like what if a guy who sucks was just really annoying? I would love to see that. Please show me that movie. <laughs> anyway. We've got that in a podcast format. Exactly. It's called bloody uh, Just Make the Thing. Gotcha. Okay. Here's something you're going to love. It's from okay. the Vox YouTube channel which do a lot of good in-depth reporting not always, but every now and then, you know what I mean? They'll be like, hey, check this out. And you're like, oh, okay. Or sometimes they'll be like, check this out. And you're like, ah, no, no, thank you. But this particular video is called, and you're going to love this, Why Doors? Yes, in, open and shut. No clear. In video games are so hard to get right. Okay. Oh, my God. And the thing about it is they're complicated. You think in a video game it's easy. You put a door in. You go up, your character opens it or whatever. But there's different levels of doors that you might put in a video game and this 12-minute video goes through the more. There's four levels and I'm going to give them to you now, but you should watch the video, okay? Collins will link it below. What is happening here? Okay. What is actually happening here? The first option is no doors. So, for example, you come to a door frame, there's nothing there, so the character can just walk through it. There's no interaction required. Second one is doors that open automatically. So your character doesn't have to physically interact with it and they might just slide up like you might see in the game Halo, for example. Yes, I know that's what you're going to say. I wanted to get in just before that. I've literally the fallen asleep with my eyes open. option is where there's some slight interaction where you might like press towards the door, like make a gesture and the door will flip open. And the third How is... about this gesture? <laughs> oh, that's quite rude. <laughs> and the fourth one is where the character fully interacts with the door, work, walks up, holds the handle, turns it and opens it. Has sex it. with the door. And you can do that. That's, <laughs> but the thing is what you have to consider, and I'd never thought about this in games, is 
Doors, not only dependent on like opening and closing, it's how the characters interact with them. If it's multiple characters and not just one, if there's someone standing on the other side of the door, how does that affect the physics of the door? The door also often has to open and shut both ways because that makes it easy for interaction, which is not something a door does in real life. They also have to be slightly higher than a door frame would be in real life. So if it's a third person, the camera can follow you through the door and not get kind of stuck like towards the roof when you go through. So all of these factors go into making a door and it's a nightmare to put a door in a video game. And I just never thought about it. And I'm like, that's very interesting. And I can tell by the look on your face that you think it is also very interesting. And you're writing me a note up, you're holding it up. It says, James, I love what you've done here. And I have so much respect for your opinions and what you bring to this show. Thank you for writing that. I really appreciate it. Oh, and she drew a little love heart around it. It's perfect. Anyways, that's the show. It is. I have to say, doors. How about snores? Whoa! <laughs> Actually, a full disclosure. I really didn't think I would find any of that interesting, and most of the time I didn't. But I kind of do. You know why? Because James, I'm really interested in just make the things. Yes. Yeah. Well, and but- and I always find those tiny little things when someone's making yeah. something. It kind of makes me feel better because. I always used to think that the like I hit up, hit against all these stupid little problems and it was my fault because I just wasn't good enough. No, it turns out making a thing is it's basically hard, just coming up against a whole lot of bullshit little tiny problems. Yep, exactly. That you have to solve one after another. What That's I'd love you for you something. to do also, you started, and you're not going to believe this, everybody, the game Breathe of the Wild, Zelda Breathe of the Wild. Yes, I did. Oh, no, it's Breath of the Wild. But um, – <laughs> Because you loved Ocarina of Time as a child loved and you're it. like, maybe there's something you can play with our son and you started playing with it and you're like, oh, my God, this is the best thing I've ever seen. But you're also like, is this violent? Should I be playing this with my son? And you're really at a conundrum because it seems like you're swept up in the world of Hyrule but you're wondering <laughs> whether or not this is the game for you at this point in time. Anyway, it's a great game, apparently. I'm really excited to play it, but I'm just torn because the first – I was really into it while I was swimming and getting apples and doing all the bizzo, riding a horse. But then I had to hit this big red goblin with a stick that I'd mm. collected myself. Yeah. And while if I was alone, I would have been like, I'm hitting you, goblin. I'm ah, hitting you, man. So I'm oh, sorry. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm an angry woman stuck in a bloody video game of my own making. Not really. Choosing. I don't know. Choosing. And I would have done it. But my five-year-old son is there and all I do is tell him how much I don't like fighting. Mm. And you were like, you didn't tell me there was fighting in this game. And I'm like, he's holding a fucking sword on the cover of the box, Claire. Yeah, but I thought that was for like you slashing branches. That's what the game was. He played Ocarina of Time. He's got a sword and a horse and all of those things. Yeah, I know. But that game is so, again, I haven't played it, but that game is so much more than just fighting. There's exploration and cooking and any point on the map that you can see you can technically get to. Again, I haven't played it, but people love it. Yeah, and see, I I think I will. I po- I thought I would go back to it. The problem with me is with video games is that I just like to do that stuff in real life. Oh well, you like can't I like right to go now. swimming and I like to go walking in the bush yeah, and I like to cook. Life is a real so video why would game. I do that on a screen when I could do that in person? You However, are. I can't really go everywhere all the time, so maybe why I would you watch a murder mystery when you could murder a person in real life? You know what I mean? Yeah, but that's the thing. Why read a book? When you could eat a book. <laughs> I don't know. You know what I mean? I'm tired. Yes, I know. Okay, I think, you know what? 
I'm going to play it this week. Your dismissal of the art form of video gaming is quite frankly embarrassing and naive. (laughs) Quite frankly. Oh, okay. Are you right there, quite frankly? (laughs) Is that your name now? Are you calling me quite frankly? Well, my grandfather's name, uh, whose name wasn't Frank, was called Frank. Like it wasn't his real name. People were like, this guy's name's Frank. And I'm like, why? (laughs) And they're like, don't know. And I'm like. Weird that his name is Frank, don't you think? But his name's not really Frank. It was and everyone's weird. like, I don't know. And I'm like, nobody wants to explain any of this. It's not even a nickname. Mother, grandpa. His real name was John. People called him Jack. And I'm like, why? And they're like, oh, it's his nickname. And I'm like, it's not a nickname. It's just a different name. I'm not against that. You can change your name. But what is the what is the story behind this? Nothing apparently. It's just what they called him. I don't get it. I don't understand. Just a different era. What's your name? Frank. Is it really? I don't know, whatever. <laughs> I actually went and was teaching with a woman at school who told me that, that she had to find her birth certificate to get her passport and her name was Helen, not Mary. What? <laughs> and she didn't know. That's, see, that's what I'm talking about. <laughs> and it wasn't until she found her birth certificate. I find that really amusing. But it's like a nickname I get, but just like another name. Yeah, it's got like... Helen and Mary, there's no connection there. Don't get it. So what happened? They call her Helen on the birth certificate and then they're like, uh, let's call her Mary. There was probably another person who went to that church who had that name. So they just renamed them or whatever. Yeah, I don't know what people used to do. Think about doing it yeah. in documents. It's wild. What's your name? Frank. <laughs> Is <Okay>. it? <laughs> exactly. Except if I'm doing anything official. Frank, Frank you've yeah. got a letter, but it says James on it. Well, no. Yes, my name is James, but why am I calling you Frank? That's true. His name was know. James. Or was it? Anyway, <laughs> I don't know. Not that it really matters, names or whatever. Anyway, let's wrap up the show. What are we doing? Exactly. Okay, uh, you. I've got an email. If you would like to email the show at stressfulpod at gmail.com, we would love to hear from you, just like pub sociology has. Ooh, good one. Oh, good name. Go. Hello, Claire and old boot. Ha-ha. Uh, what? I know. We're bringing it back. Hope you guys are well and handling your various lockdowns as best can be expected. Are no. We? Probably not. No. Here in the States, we are just pretending like everything is okay while the world continues to burn. Yeah, the cool. numbers are not looking, not looking very good. I yeah, hope you guys are doing all right. I know, yeah. I do too. Sending you lots of love. I'd like to thank you guys for all of your great content that has gotten me through a pandemic, the completion of a PhD, and a harrowing but successful job search, among many other wildlife events. Very good. Anyway, I wanted to share my current suggestible, which is a YouTube channel of an artist called Ted Hundred. Ted Hundred? Sorry, I'm looking Ted Hundred. Ten Hundred. Ten Hundred. He started out as. So his real name is Ted Hundred, but his name's Ten. <laughs> yes. No. No. Anyway, Ten Hundred. I've got it. I've opened it. He started out as a muralist, but now does all sorts of other types of work. Most recently, he set out to design his own deck of playing cards and has been documenting the process and collaborating uh, with yes. his audience. Releasing my own of custom cards. Yeah, 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 yeah. The guys, good people like you guys. Nah. Super wholesome, positive, and inclusive. He just this week launched the playing cards on Kickstarter and was worried about hitting the 10K gold for the project to be successful. He hit that in the first three minutes and has gone on to pass $1 million in a little over 24 hours. Oh, wow. I know. It's been a great watch. It's always good to see nice people succeed. Anyway, thanks again for all you do. Send my love to the podcast, Doug. Jake. Will do. We totally what was that will. some Jaden? 
Jacob. Jacob. Are you hard of hearing? Jacob. Your name is now Jaden. Quite frankly, you're hard of hearing, Quite Frank. Quite frankly. <laughs> All right. Uh, I've got a review here because people can review the show. They can even sneak in a suggestion if they want, and it really helps the show. Were you looking up at our James Bond No Time to Die poster? Yes, I, I mean, It's the only calendar. thing in here. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so the story behind it is the movie keeps being delayed, so it's a running joke on our show. Uh, that No Time to Die keeps being pushed back. And the joke is like, James Bond now has plenty of time to die, et cetera, and so forth. <laughs> we do different versions of it every week and every time it comes out. So that calendar is a constant reminder <laughs> of the James Bond film, No Time to Die, hitting cinemas 2021, maybe. <laughs> it was supposed to come out last year and then they had to release this calendar, 16-month 2021 character that Mason released. <laughs> Do you like how we haven't actually hung it up? We just propped it up on the Yes, this is, this is my thing. You do not <laughs> do anything with anything in this house. Everything is just propped up in piles. Yep. I even, I'll have you know, took the goat puppet out of our cupboard and put it in this studio. Very good. Because you don't notice. Anyway, continue. Right, done. I've quite got, frankly. Quite frankly. That's hilarious, by the way. Uh, thank you. Uh, it's not my fault. It's just that uh, I've actually just closed this review and I didn't mean to close this. I'm going to open it back again. Is that all right? Do you mind? <sighs> We've got all the time in the world apparently. We've got no time to die, that's for sure. Dun, dun, dun. I've been watching some James Bond movies at the moment. We're doing them next for Caravan and Garbage. It's quite sexy, James He's a sexy Bond. man. He's supposed to be sexy. Do you not know that? Yeah, the first time that that came out, the one with Craig Craggle, I yeah. really um, I enjoyed it. I recently watched it. It's a fucking great movie. Yeah, I really loved it. My favorite that one. by far. Yeah. So good. I remember it came out because I always never really got into the Pierce Brosnan esque VR. No, we revisited them and they're, some of them are okay, but that one is like. Yeah, insane. I remember my mind was blown. I yeah. just thought, how good is it? And the lead, who's the Eva female Green. lead? Yeah, she's bloody really awesome good. in that. Yeah. And heartbreaking and it's just, it's really good. Should we watch it? I really should. Maybe I'll do that with all my oodles of time. I can't. I'm busy. I'm playing Zelda. That's true. You're committed <laughs> to another dumb thing. So I don't have the name of this review, so I apologize, but it says, always a pleasant time. Sorry if the title comes off as condescending. That wasn't the point. It's true, though. Listening to this pod is always relaxing and fun. I'd call it relationship goals, but James would probably hate it. I would hate that. Well observed. <laughs> Thank you, that person. I can't get this app to open to find the name. So I apologize. Truman JD. There we go. I found it. In the end. Excellent. Thank you, Truman. That was so lovely. All right. Please review the show. And that has been the show. Thank you, Royal Collings. You don't have to anymore, but everyone else has to. Thank you. And thank you, as always, to Royal Collings for editing this show. And, uh, yes, we come out every Thursday. Subscribe, do all the things. We would love that. Also, um, Taunts, my podcast, comes out every Tuesday. Who are you interviewing this week? Ah, So last week I interviewed the beautiful artist Claire Bowditch, who is a wonderful singer and also memoirist of Your Own Kind of Girl. If you are looking for a present for someone, Your Own Kind of Girl is a great present if you have someone in your life that likes that kind of thing. It's a gorgeous memoir. And I interviewed her. And then this week I have a chat with a friend of mine who's now a vice principal and we just talk about homeschooling and what the bloody hell to do. What do you do? What do you do and some of the worries and uh, how to get through it. So that's it. That's that for this week. Great. Bye, everybody. Thanks, Collings. Bye. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80 percent less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. 
Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. 